Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, there I stood behind an ambo once again. To preach a homily, I really did not want to preach. It's not because I didn't really want to preach, it's just, it was a funeral homily. Now in my time as a deacon, I'd only done a few funeral homilies. But see, this one was gonna be a bit different. It was actually gonna be a bit painful because this funeral homily was for my uncle. My uncle had been diagnosed back in early September with with stage four stomach cancer. And it killed him in a matter of eight weeks. I never recalled a time in my life where I had prayed so hard for just one person that he might be healed. I don't know how many rosaries I prayed or how many times when I would go forward for Holy Communion, I would receive it for him. I just prayed and prayed for him unceasingly. For all that time, he never left my mind. But now I look down at a casket, which he now rests in. And as I stand at that ambo, getting ready to preach this funeral homily mass, or this funeral, ma- or f- funeral homily, it did feel like maybe I had failed, but I didn't feel defeated. But I had felt blessed. Because in that time, I had done all that I could for him. I had offered as many prayers as I could, never, ever forgetting him. But also, I was blessed because the Lord very early on gave me an inspiration as to what to pray for. Because even before the diagnosis, things seemed to look rather bleak. And I remember my prayer for him was consistent the whole time. It was something like this. Oh Lord, if you will it, you can make him well. However, this wasn't the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord was that I was standing behind an ambo, getting ready to preach what would be one of the hardest homilies I would have ever had to preach. 
but it was his will. His will had to be done, and I was bringing about his will. The will of the Lord, doing the will of the Lord, accepting the will of the Lord. It's one of the hardest things that we have to go through in this life. I mean, it seems rather unfair. The Lord gives us free will for us to make our own decisions, but then in turn we have to trust in his will for us. Mostly, if not all the time, his will will prevail because we're pretty powerless when it comes to things in this life that we can control. And the sad part is, this is often what keeps many people from ever coming to the Lord because they resent the fact that they are not in control. And our challenge in this life as Catholic Christians is not only to accept the Lord's will, but can we live it? Can we live it knowing full well that this will that the Lord has for us is what is truly the best thing for us, even if we don't think it is? Now, thankfully, sacred scripture is always ready to give us examples as to how we actually go about living this way. And in our case today, we have the leper. The leper is a classic example of someone who has fallen on probably the hardest of hard times. He has been exiled by his community. He has to shout the words unclean. That's the first thing people hear from him. It's not his name or where he's from. It's just that he's unclean. He doesn't know anyone, and nobody wants to know him. And he hears that this Jesus is passing through. We don't know the life of this leper beforehand, but I think I can say with a bit of conviction that I'm sure he was a very faithful man. And the reason that I can believe this is because of what he tells Jesus. He approaches him. He kneels before him. He looks up at that face that is the face of God itself. He pierces into those eyes, those eyes that unlock the secrets of all existence. And he just says to him with great humility, Lord, if you will it, if you wish it, you can make me clean. He acknowledges that he cannot heal himself. And so he turns in his hour of need with a great faith in the Lord and say to him, I can't do this, but you can. And what's most incredible about this statement of faith is that he was probably prepared for both responses to either the yes or the no. It's an incredible statement of faith. He comes to Jesus totally out of options. But he also knows too that what the Lord has in store for him will be the best thing for him. It's something we struggle with, even I struggle with it. Because it's very easy to just tell the Lord what we want from him. And then when our will doesn't go our way, well, then I can get mad at the Lord because he's not looking out for my best interest. 
But the leper, but the leper in today's gospel offers us a different perspective, and that actually allows us to gaze into the mind of the Almighty. The leper sets his will completely at the mercy of Jesus and says, if it is your will, this can be done. And I know no matter what you say, that your will is what is best for me. This is the lesson that the Gospel of Mark is often trying to convey throughout the whole story of our Lord's mission here on earth. As Jesus goes about in the Markan narrative, he's often amazed by the lack of faith. But here we have the leper who had an incredible faith, an incredibly ordinary faith. And because of that incredibly ordinary faith, he had an extraordinary healing. I think this is a great lesson for us to ponder as we prepare to go into this holy season of Lent. How do we build up and have an incredibly ordinary faith that can anticipate something being done extraordinary, but can also be content with things being the way that they are? What are those areas in our life that maybe we try to hold on to, those areas that we try to somehow cling to and control, where we still try to assert our will, even if we can feel that it may not be the Lord's will. Or another direction with the leper, what about those sufferings? What about those hard times, those things that are so out of our control that befall us? Do we have a faith that is strong enough to trust in Jesus in either cases, that if it is his will that we must go through them, can we accept them and can we live them? If not, then maybe that could be a great challenge this Lent. To ask Jesus to increase our faith, to increase our faith in doing his will, and to increase our faith to endure those hard times, those sufferings that we have to endure in this life. And the great thing about that prayer is that he always answers it. Jesus always answers those who ask for divine assistance. I can testify to it myself because I asked the same thing before I gave that homily because I knew it was going to be hard, and I knew it wasn't going to go away from me. And I remember before giving that homily, I just said, Jesus, I trust you. He does that too for so many others. Jesus gives grace and strength to those who are suffering right now incredible agonies, whether it be in hospital rooms or in their homes, as they struggle for their last breaths, awaiting to meet Jesus. He does this for his priests and all those who minister into his church, knowing that the people that they are going to encounter need him more than ever, and that the person who is ministering is bringing Jesus to them. He increases his grace and increases their faith. 
He did this for countless of saints throughout the course of our church history. Along with today being the sixth Sunday of ordinary time, today is also the memorial of Our Lady of Lourdes. Today, on this day in 1858, the Blessed Mother appeared to little Bernadette in the Grotto of Lourdes. And in many of these apparitions, she told this little poor peasant girl, this poor peasant girl who had had the hardest of hard lives, who even though she was the oldest, had to be some of a second mother to her, to her siblings, who lived in the slums of Lourdes. She gave her this promise. I cannot promise you happiness in this life, but I can in the next. That is what the will of the Lord assures us. It's that even if doing his will is hard for us in this life, it will bring us eternal happiness in the end. We cry out to the Lord when we are in trouble, and he gives us the hope of his salvation. That is what doing the will of the Lord means. So I invite us to consider that as we go forward this Lent. And always be assured that if we reach out to him and ask him, Jesus, increase my faith. Jesus, give me the strength to do what I cannot do. It's almost a guarantee we will hear those beautiful, wonderful words. I do will it.